hello, as always, Bills Nation. This is the Overreaction Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Miller, and this is an Overreaction Friday, the eve, the eve of a Buffalo Bills versus New England Patriots football game that actually has some merit, has some reason, not a ton of merit and a ton of reason. Um, but there are some implications. There are some things on the line, even if they are long shots, they are, there are still some things on the line. So we are excited about what's going to happen tomorrow on Saturday, game day, game day, primetime on the NFL network. I think it will be also broadcast here in Buffalo. If you are here on WKBW, which I believe is channel seven, uh, (laughs) wimpy kitty baby whiners. If you are a Bruce Almighty fan. Um, so which is a fantastic movie. And if if you haven't seen it and you're a Bills fan or from Buffalo, then what's wrong with you? You should absolutely see that movie. Even though, holy cow, holy cow, my rabbit trailed. Even though that movie was quote unquote based in Buffalo, and neither Jennifer Aniston nor uh 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 what's his name? My brain is to, uh Jim Carrey were neither one of them were actually in Buffalo for that like the filming of that movie. They, they actually they did some on location scene stuff, but neither of the actors ever were. Ne- they never sat set foot in the city for that production, which is just obscure movie knowledge. Don't ask me why I know that. So, anyways, how are you guys feeling today? How is everybody doing? This has been quite a week. Uh, it's been exciting. It's been fun. I was dead dog tired on Monday at work. I got to bed about two o'clock in the morning after recording the show. Um, I was up at 6 a.m., uh, which I'm usually up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. for work. Or I should should say, I just to, just to start my day, I was, I, was, I was up, I'm usually up that early. And every single time, every single time on Monday that I, that I found myself tired or asking myself why I was so tired or mad at myself for being so tired, I just said to myself, self, the Bills are in the playoffs. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had an immediate rush of serotonin and adrenaline and was excited again. Um, <clears throat> I did sleep, however, on Monday night like it was my job. Um, I did not watch that football game on Monday night. I normally watch the Monday night football game, and that that one I was like, uh, nope, got nothing for you. I'm going to bed. And I went to bed. So how is everybody feeling? How are you doing? How are you? Where are your emotions at coming into this game tomorrow? Uh, there's obviously a lot of angles that that we could that we could face or that we could feel or that we could come at it with uh, from from being charged up and ready. And, you know, we need to win this game so that the page so we can beat the Jets and the Patriots can lose against the Dolphins and we can win the AFC East. Uh, you could fall in the line of we need to win this game because this is the next step. Right. So in, in our progression, the, the next step is to to knock the bully off the block. So it doesn't matter about the AFC East. We've already clinched a playoff spot. Uh, this game is 100 percent just about us doing what we need to do or what we should do against the, our nemesis against the Patriots, or you could be coming at it as, you know what? It doesn't matter. I hope the bills have a good game. And if they lose, they lose. If they win, excellent. Merry Christmas to us. Uh, but by and large, you know, this game doesn't matter because we've already clinched a playoff spot. We already know our destiny. We don't know who our opponent is, our opponent is going to be, but we know at least where we're going to be. So there's really no pressure for you, or you could pretty much just be like mailing it in. Hey, there's no stress, no stress. Like, it doesn't matter. And I respect you wherever you are along that line, along that gamut of emotion today on Friday prior to uh, 
this next game, which seems to be, for me at least, the biggest game of our season, which is funny because every game seems to have been the biggest game of our season, even when things were good at four and one or five and one or whatever it was, and things started to slide and the team was kind of winning ugly. Every game seemed to be a big game because we needed to see and if they could put it together, if 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 they could uh, basically fix things and fix things that were broken, and they did. So it's 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 been an interesting emotional roller coaster this year as this team has has progressed through the season, has walked through the season, has faced challenges, has has walked through the fire a little bit, has done the job, beaten the opponents that they've needed to beat, uh, been in almost every single game aside from on the scoreboard, the Eagles game, which was a hurricane game, which was a horrible game plan game, in my opinion. We've talked about it here a lot. Uh, but the Bills have have been in every single game. Uh, they've played hard. They've played together. They've played well. They've shown out for the national audience. They have earned respect this year. They have they've they've gone through almost the entire season with two games left, earning the respect that they have, earning the national attention that they have, earning uh, every amount of clout or conversation that's being had about this team. They've earned it this year, and it's exciting. So with that, I hope you can feel the energy that I have. I'm excited about this game tomorrow. Um, I have thoughts about it that I'll give you in a second. Um, but I just want to I just want to know, I would love to know how you guys are feeling today. Um, and as much as we talk about the fact that you can't talk back to me, you can always tweet at me. You can always give me insight to where you're at. Um, I'll use it as, as, as content on this show if you talk to me. Uh, you've seen me do that already. Um, but I'm really, really looking forward to tomorrow. Um, I'm really looking forward to that game against the Patriots. I'm really looking forward to seeing not only how we play and how we fare against this Patriots team in a rematch this season, uh, but I'm really interested in just how everybody that it can hear me, Bill's Nation, Bill's Mafia, feels not only before the game, but even after the game. What are we reacting to? What are we overreacting to? How we feel, what we think. Um, and just basically where our emotions and our head have us. So with that, I just I want to get into the show a little bit. So that was somewhat of an introduction. If, if I didn't say it already, this is the Overreaction Sports Podcast. I have a tendency when I'm kind of charged up emotionally to forget to say these things. Uh, this is an Overreaction Friday podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Miller. I am your host. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Joe Miller Wired. That handle again at Joe Miller Wired. And I say it all the time. It'll never get old. It'll never be not true. I'm super appreciative for any of you that are that are that are taking minutes out of your day, minutes out of your life, minutes you could be spending at work, minutes you could be spending with your family, uh, minutes you could be spending in the car listening to Christmas music. Uh, if you are listening to me, if you can hear my voice, please know, please know that I am super appreciative that you are listening to me, that you're tuned in, that you've taken time out of your day, uh, night, evening, morning, whatever it is, cup of coffee time, to to listen to me ramble on about something that I'm passionate about, something that we clearly probably share passionate for, which is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and this has been an amazing, amazing year. But what I want to start with, and I've gotten away from this in my Friday shows of late, I want to start a little bit about the story of last week's game, that Sunday night game. As I, as I rewatched the game this week, and I, I rewatched the game, every week's game, usually twice. Uh, so I watched the original broadcast, and then I usually will watch it two other times during the week just to watch to see what the offensive line is. There, there's no way you can catch it all at once, right? 
especially if you were not a what I would consider one of the experts, uh, super, super tuned into what's going on from an X's and O's standpoint. For me, you know, I pick stuff up way better uh, in the second, the second view, the third view, the ability to rewind it. You know, I, I, I don't want to get too far behind because then something shows up on Twitter, you know, oh, interception or oh, touchdown, and I'm three minutes behind. So I usually try to let the game run through. I don't do a whole lot of rewinding or recatching uh, or anything like that on Sundays during the game. Uh, so that's where I do a lot of my my work, my investigation, if you will, is in my second watch or my third watch. And as I watched this game, uh, it was incredible what the defense did to the Steelers' offense. Um, just keeping Duck Hodges off balance. We saw, it's funny because we've heard our whole, for some of you, our whole entire lives, we've, we've heard conversations, we've heard... Uh, sports media pundits and professionals and all these color guys and uh, you know you get the NFL guys that, that that are now announcers or broadcasters on the NFL network and just in different places talk about and they've always talked about how defenses keep our quarterback whoever it is uncomfortable how they keep whoever's under center for the Buffalo Bills off balance or the offense in general off balance whether it's the the quarterback guessing or confused the offensive coordinator um they, they there's all for the last 20 years pick a quarterback Trent Edwards JP Lossman probably not Kyle Orton I still will stand in place for Kyle Orton as the best quarterback that the Bills have had since Jim Kelly um I know people are t- still bent about the slide the third and long or the third and short slide thing that he did that gave up and whatever but as a pure passer comes, he was, in my opinion, even better than Drew Bledsoe. Um, <clears throat> he just never got a lot of credit for what he did, and he played on some, some really bad teams to include this Buffalo Bills team. But as you look through all the quarterbacks that we've had, Kyle Hoke or Kelly Holcomb, uh, I mean, pick them. I mean, they're, the list is longest and distinguished, right? And, and by distinguished, I mean not distinguished. We have heard for 20 years just how defenses has kept our quarterback off balance or kept them uh, uncomfortable in the pocket or put them, forced them into decisions they didn't want to make early or forced them into decisions early before they saw you know routes play out or unfold. And we literally are in a position now where consistently, every single weekend, we have a defense that is doing that to quarterbacks, not only young, rookie, amateur, inexperienced quarterbacks, second-year quarterbacks, but also quarterbacks who are more experienced. And I think there's something that we need to take away from that. Like, you need to think about that for a second and be just excited for what you're watching. There was there was an aspect of watching, you know, watching the game live, the broadcast live. Much like all of you, I'm nervous, right? I mean, it's, you know, the Bills are on the national stage and as much as Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving and the Bills really showed out on offense and defense on the, the the Thanksgiving national stage, the reality is, is, you know, PTSD tells me that the Bills don't play well on national television. So I'm apprehensive. I'm anxious. I'm excited, but I'm apprehensive. And I'm watching that football game and I'm watching it, watching it play out. And we're, you know, it's a slug fest where, you know, there, there's punches being thrown back and forth and, you know, we took the lead early, and then and then the the Steelers took the lead back, or I should say, took the lead from us. And there was a moment in that game, and I tweeted it, where, you know, 
I basically said, so we're going to give up another touchdown here, right? Because the defense just wasn't playing well. The offense was not sharp. Let's be honest. The offense was not sharp on Sunday night. There was moments and there was flashes when they needed to be, and they executed, and they did what they had to do. But by and large, if you took that whole game, the offense was not sharp. So you're watching that game, and I'm nervous, right? First run. First time I'm watching the game, it's just I'm caught up in my emotion. I'm caught up in my, you know, what I think. I'm caught up in in myself. <laughs> I'm caught up in, you know, not wanting them to make mistakes. And they, you know, aside from a couple small things that weren't super glaring, they played well. And then I watched the game the second time, and, you know, I'm watching the offense. And I'll be honest with you, halfway through the second watch, I find myself in that Steelers game more interested in what, in the defensive series than the offensive series. Like li- literally, I'm, you know, when you're, you're watching something like when you're, if you've, if you've ever watched a Bills game back, if you ever, if you're like me and you record, a lot of times we find ourselves, you know, fast forwarding a little bit through or scanning through the defensive series to get to the offensive series because offensive football is what we all pretty much want to watch. Nobody wants to watch defensive battles. They're boring. You know, we talk about, you know, Bears Lions games of old, right? They're just not great watches. They're not great things to be. They're, they're just not fun. Unless the defenses are getting massive amounts of takeaways back and forth, then it's really crazy. But you know, general generally a six to nine football game where neither team gets over two hundred yards is not a fun game to watch. So as I'm halfway through my second watch, I, I find myself far more interested in watching what the defense is doing to the Steelers offense than what the offense is our offense is doing to the Steelers defense. And then in my third watch back. I pretty much was only paying attention to the defense. What the defense did on Sunday night was an exclamation point, a period at the end of the sentence for who they have become through this season, coming off of even last season and developing in and continuing to progress and really kind of flushing out and flourishing out the identity of who this Buffalo Bills defense is, which by and large, if you watch them, they fly to the ball ever since... Ever since the conversation, so it was early, and then we got a little bit off the track, and then there was the conversation, the line that we all heard that from from the Bills team, it came from out of Josh Allen's mouth. All the players basically said, yes, this happened. McDermott saying, don't play fearless. Since that moment, it is a thing of beauty for me, the thing that I almost expect. So you watch football games, and and I know I'm... I don't know what the word is. I'm a little bit kind of in the clouds with this right now. And if, if I'm not landing a plane with you, I'm sorry. When we watch offense, you know, we, we, we see the snap of the ball. We see the quarterback drop back. And if he's going to pass, there's a disconnection between what's going to happen next. So, so we can't see the back half of the field or the forward half of the field where the receivers are running. We see, you know, the, the camera's focused on the ball. So we see the quarterback with the football dropping back, taking, and, then he, and then he stops, hits his back foot. The ball comes out, or he bounces a little bit, and then he throws it. And then there's an expectation, right? We have an expectation as viewers of football that he's going to complete a pass. So there's this expectation. He releases the ball. There's an expectation that somebody's going to be there to receive the ball at the end of that pass. And then sure enough, it happens. Catch is made, and then whatever, there's a completion. I find myself in a similar situation with this defense being on the field. Well, what does that mean? Well, this is what I'll tell you. The expectation, anticipation, and excitement that I feel is when it's a similar situation where specifically, always, 
when the opposing team's offense is behind the sticks. So second and 17, first and 20, third and 18. And the quarterback drops back, throws the ball behind the sticks. The expectation and anticipation that I have for knowing that I'm about to see five to seven Buffalo Bills defensive players rally to the ball and tack the ball attack the ball carrier behind the, the yard to gain, the line to gain. Like it is something, it's a thing of beauty to see these guys cut loose. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but Joe, there's always the one guy, Levi Wallace on Sunday, that misses the tackle and blah, blah. Yes, there, there, there are occasionally mistakes. There, there's a time when Levi Wallace tries to body tackle somebody that doesn't work. There's times when, you know, somebody gets juked, Micah Hyde in the hole last week, and that stuff's going to happen. Just like when a quarterback, our quarterback, throws the football, sometimes the ball gets dropped. Actually, a lot of times the ball gets dropped. But there are those mistakes. But it's happening frequently enough on defense. For me, that when the quarterback drops back, if I see that he's going to throw the ball to the flat, if I if I see that he's throwing an in, if I see that he's throwing a curl route or there's something that's happening behind the, the, the yard to gain that I'm expecting and excited about watching all of the Buffalo Bills jerseys rally to the football and basically take the runner down before he makes you know, the yard that he needs to make or the, the, the gets to, to, to the place he needs to get to get the first down for me. There's just, there's an, there's an, an anticipation. There's an excitement. I'm, I'm genuinely loving watching this defense play football, genuinely loving it. So as we talk about that game from last Sunday, what the defense did was a thing of beauty. And I just hope that you appreciated it. And I think what's extra exciting is we're going to get a a, a chance to really uh, potentially really drive that nail in this weekend because we're about to face a Patriots team that has not been good on offense specifically from the quarterback position, not been good off or the receiver position, not been good on offense. I also think a big piece of the story of last Sunday's game against the Steelers. And we talked about this last week on my Friday show. We talked about the fact that head coaches are judged by playoff appearances and playoff wins. You never hear really about you know such and such quarterback that has three off play, three playoff appearances, such and such running back that has you know so many you know three playoff wins and two playoff losses. You never hear about the offensive lineman that made it to five different playoffs. Playoff appearances is a coach's stat. Playoff wins primarily is a head coach's stat. So right now, we we talked about Friday that if the Bills were to play the Steelers and win and clinch, that Sean McDermott is now that coach that has two playoff appearances in three years, and you've seen it this week. You know you've seen it. We talked about it on Friday. We talked about that I felt that McDermott would have this team ready. I felt that McDermott is a man of, who's worth his salt as it, as it comes to a lot of this stuff, coaching things, the coaching things that we don't see, the, the reason that culture matters, the reason that strategy matters, the reason that you know all the things that people cast off as you know, not as important in a locker room. All the stuff that McDermott does, who he is as a man, the love that his players have for him, the fact that he's a man of his word, all that mumbo-jumbo lingo, Phil Jackson stuff, right? 
that again, a lot of people think don't matter. It's it's funny now that we've got great culture and we're at 10 and four and we're in the playoffs. You don't hear a whole lot of people in the afternoon drive home on WGR 55 talking about how much culture isn't really a thing anymore. You don't really hear them. To, in, in fact, that culture is beginning to bleed through into w, WGR 55. Those guys aren't really bashing this football team anymore. I don't know if you've picked up on that. It's been rather intriguing that they are almost expectant and hopeful as well, which is kind of neat. But as we talked last week on Friday about Sean McDermott and that I thought that he would have this team ready, and he did, I, I, wanna, I, I'm, I would place that Steelers win on his shoulders. When you think about him, the preparation that this team has, the focus that this team, even, and I know words are words, but words are only words if people don't buy into them. And this team is buying into the words that they're saying. When you hear them in their post-game press conferences, when you hear them in their you know, midweek press conferences, when you, when you see them on talk shows, when you see them on football, you know, good morning football shows being interviewed, the focus that they have going into these games. When you hear them say, because all most teams say, you know, we, we attack every game one week at a time. But this team really does. And that's because of Sean McDermott. The small details that Sean McDermott brings to not only his staff, but his players. The follow-through. The... I think I said it a second ago, the attention to detail, you know, it's, it kind of became a sidebar thing. It was, it was on a couple different shows and some people made fun of it a little bit. I think they were tongue in cheeking it. The fact that, you know, McDermott was blasting renegade by sticks, which I love that song all week long. So that when it got to that moment, it wouldn't be this big, you know, uh oh moment inside the stadium because the song you know McDermott knew the song was going to come on and when the song came on the crowd was going to go crazy when the crowd went crazy it was going to amp up and fire up the Steelers you know the Steelers sideline and the Steelers team so what he did was he got that song pumped that song into the veins of his players to the point where apparently a bunch of a bunch of the players had never heard the song before but when it came on in the stadium they took ownership of it so it put them in a position listen to me listen to me for a second He went, not obscure, he went an unconventional route. Sean McDermott took an unconventional path to make situational football, the start of the fourth quarter, Renegade coming on off of the commercial break, crowd going crazy, swinging momentum. He took an unconventional path to, to basically put his team in situational football in a place where the stage wasn't going to be too big for them. Think about that for a second. The biggest problem that this Buffalo Bills organization has had for 20 years, living in a division with the greatest head coach in football ever, who also has the greatest quarterback in football, probably, ever, who had the greatest tight end in football ever, who had one of the greatest wide receivers in Randy Moss in football ever, 
who has had one of the greatest defenses, not once but probably twice in football, ever. It took a team. It took an or he took an organ. He took an unconventional path to put them in a situation where the stage was not too big for them. An organization, a team that has had a problem with the stage being too big for them for more than two decades. I expect the same from Sean McDermott this weekend. I expect this team to realize, to be focused, to be prepared, to be ready to play in New England. Oddly enough, for a game that doesn't have any playoff implications outside of an outside outside shot potential at being AFC East champs, which they would still need help with. I think McDermott will have them mentally prepared to the point where the stage will not be too big for them. I'm not saying that that means they're going to win. What I'm saying is, is they're not going to get embarrassed tomorrow in this football game. McDermott will have them ready. That game on Sunday night against the Steelers was about Sean McDermott. The story of that game was Sean McDermott. The face of this franchise, the the face of this organization, the man that is going to coach, the man that's going to be the head football coach of this organization for the next 15 years is Sean McDermott. The weight, the magnitude, as much as, as much as we're we're now looking forward to tomorrow, and people believe that, you know, the earth is going to shake if we beat the Patriots tomorrow. The earth actually shook last week on Sunday night, on Sunday night football, in Pittsburgh. That's when the earth shook. I expect this team to be prepared, to be focused, to be ready to go. Sean McDermott said that people told him it was, I can't remember, remember the video that that it was in, but he had made the statement that coming to Buffalo, people were like, why are you going there? You can't turn that thing around. He did. Per Josh Reed on Twitter this morning, Sean McDermott has 25 wins as the Bills head coach to put him at fifth most, fifth most, all time for the Buffalo Bills. That's a that is a sad statistic. <laughs> sad, sad statistic. He needs four more wins to surpass Wade Phillips, who was easily the best head coach we have had since Marv Levy. But that's definitely not where Sean McDermott's gonna stop. By the time Sean McDermott's career is over. My expectation is that he is going to surpass Marv Levy by a lot. And that's saying a lot because the Bills were still the most winning, the winningest football team in the 90s. In the decade of the 90s, the Buffalo Bills were the winningest, winningest football team of that, of that entire decade. I think Sean McDermott, when he's done, surpasses Marv Levy in wins, win totals. A lot of it because of his age. Dude's young. A lot of it because he's a leader of men. A lot of it because he's adaptable. A lot of it because I believe he's teachable. The story of Sunday's game, last week's Sunday's game, was this, was 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 Sean McDermott. 
And that's encouraging for us as Bills fans for the future. Not only tomorrow, but going into the playoffs and heavily for not only next year, but going forward. Because once, once that belief sets in that we can play with anybody, that we can beat anybody, and that, and that belief has begun to set in, and it's, it's, it's close. But I'm talking next year and the year after that. When this team has rebounded finally after two decades and found itself again amongst quality organizations in this league, I mean, the sky is the limit at that point, right? But man, that defense was good too. <laughs> that defense was so good. That defense is good. Sit back this weekend and tomorrow and just enjoy what this defense is going to do to the Patriots and Tom Brady. But we are, as I said, on the eve of Patriots versus Bills. Christmas is next week, right? And let's just take two seconds to think of all the things we have to be thankful for. And then I'm going to ask you a question. What have we seen so far this year in 2019? What have we seen? We've seen a lot, family. We have seen a lot. I feel, I I literally feel bad. Like I've got friends and family members who are, they're not bandwagon fans. They, they love the bills. Um, but I would say it this way, watching the bills on Sunday, isn't as much of a priority for them as it is for some of us. Clearly fandom has different levels and some of us can't miss. Some of us haven't missed. Some of us won't miss. And other people fall asleep during the football game. And then other people are going to go to lunch after church because, you know, they're hungry. And I'm going to go to lunch. And, yeah, the bill's around, but it's okay. And that's okay. Levels, nobody needs to be beat down for their, for their levels of fandom. What I would say is this. I feel bad. I feel bad for anybody that has not been tuned into this season. However, I don't blame them for not having tuned in this season. Keep in mind, Sean McDermott two years ago was a first-year head coach. The Bills, fluky, made it to the playoffs. Last year, the Bills are 6-10. and 10. So for them, it's more the same. Oh, here we go again. So I don't blame them. I just feel bad for them. But when we think about everything we have witnessed this year as Bills fans, continued progression from Josh Allen, Something that was not supposed... We believed it, we were passionate about it, and we hoped for it. But it was something that was not supposed to happen. Another, a third successful draft by Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. Ed Oliver, Cody Ford, Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox. All contributing. Yes, we would all like Dawson Knox to catch more footballs, not drop as many. But this kid is good. He's, he's, he's a rookie still. And that's what's hard to put your mind around. But when you think about the fact that they drafted their, their first four picks are contributors on this football team, on a 10-4 and four football team that's going to the playoffs. I'm excited for next year's draft. <laughs> Let's keep this going. Tredavious White. The year that he has put together. This defense as a whole. A 10-win season. Merry Christmas. Maybe 11 tomorrow. At worst, 10. On Christmas Day. We'll have. 
or by Christmas Day. Primetime wins on Thanksgiving and on Sunday Night Football. Every Christmas wish you've had for the last 20 years has been coming true this year. Thank you, Santa. Thank you. This defense, I already said it, this defense, watching this defense progress and grow and mature and with young players and and players missing, Harrison Phillips not even being on this team, seeing guys like Jordan Phillips continue to, to progress. I have not been a huge Shaq Lawson fan. I have not been on the Shaq Lawson bandwagon. Because of his run defense capability, I'm almost at a point where I don't know that we can let this kid walk. Seeing his progression. Again, watching what Jordan Phillips has been doing. Watching Matt Milano. Seeing, you know, obviously the, the continued... Uh, uh, dominance of Poyer and Hyde. Man, this defense is good. Merry Christmas. A playoff berth by our 14th game by week 15 of the NFL season. National respect, the return, the return of national respect from the media. I don't believe there's a, I don't think there's a way to go back from this. There's we're, we're beyond the point of same old bills. We're at the point now where if the bills lose a football game, they don't end up at the back of the line like they used to. Now it's an understanding that good teams lose football games. It just happens. But I want to ask you this question. I want to ask you this question. What would it take, what's left is is the better way to put that. What's left this season to make it not perfect? Obviously, the perfect season would be a Super Bowl win. But what is left? What's left? What remains? What is left that you need to see for this season to be, we'll call it, perfectly great for you? The point where everything else is icing on the cake. And what I mean by that is, do we need to beat the Patriots? If we beat the Patriots, and we put ourselves in a position where it's like, no, 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 we've made our mark. Bang, the flag you know, is in the dirt. Doosh. We've planted the flag. We've knocked off our nemesis. We might not make the Super Bowl this year. We didn't win the East this year, but we beat the Patriots, and next year it's on. Next year is our year. 2020 is the year of the Buffalo Bills. Is that what it is for you? Are you in a situation where it's already there? Like you've seen enough, like everything at this point, everything that you see, everything, everything left that happens is icing on the cake. Anything great that happens going forward. So if we win out, if we beat the Patriots, we beat the Jets, icing on the cake. Is it, we need to beat the Patriots and then that's it. This season, I'm good. I've, I've punched my card. I've seen enough. What if it's win the division? You know what? We need to beat the Patriots. We made the playoffs. We need to beat the Patriots. We need to win out. I need to see the Patriots lose to Miami and the Bills win the division. At that point, punch my card. This season, has. I've seen enough this year. I've seen enough to know that I've seen enough. Are you in a position where the Patriots game doesn't matter? If we beat the Patriots, great, but we need to win a playoff game. Where are you in all of this? 
for me, the star that I put on the list of things that I have that, that we could potentially see with what's left of this amazing season, what would make this season perfectly great for me, and I started calling for it a couple weeks ago, was to win the AFC East. It's a long shot. And we need a lot of help from the fish, from the Dolphins, and our old buddy Ryan Fitzpatrick. But for me, if we could win the division, if we could take 2019, it just, I believe the Patriots are declining. And I know that that's been a joke for people for years. Oh, is this the year? Is this the year? Is this the year? I think this is the year. But if we could double down on that and, and steal the division from them, not only getting help from the from the Dolphins, so them losing out at fault of their own, but also us winning out. So taking control of that destiny, that juxtaposition between, you know, who's coming up and who's going down, and like whose will, you know, who's going to force their will on the league, impose themselves on the league the most. That puts us in that position. For me, this season is complete if we win the division. And I know that seems weird because if you win the division, you want to win your first playoff game, right? But I think it's just a testament to who we're becoming, where we're going, what this team is going to be, and the realization that we're not there yet. And I'm still the voice of reason, and I will continue to be the voice of reason that we are not there yet. We're close, but you heard them saying it after the Steelers game. There's work to be done. We are not there. We have not arrived. But to walk out of this season with the AFC East championship banner would be amazing for me. And I want to wrap up real quick. I don't have a lot for you as it pertains to, I guess, a preview for this Patriots game. And this is, this is for me, literally, as much as I've said it, and it's been something I've said a bunch this year, maybe coined the phrase, statistics matter until they don't. Statistics matter until they don't. This is literally that game for the Bills every single year where it does not matter the statistics. And we know what the statistics are. If you want if you want to make yourself feel bad, look them up because I did. The defense of the Patriots is unbelievable. Their defense is incredible. But the Bills defense is pretty good too. Tom Brady is having one of his worst years as an NFL professional quarterback. It's not great. He has no receivers to throw to. Edelman is quote-unquote hurt. I doubt it. His running backs are running back by committee, like always. They just find the who's hot that day and then start feeding that person. The offensive line is suspect. The Bills' offense is pretty good when they're firing on all cylinders, when they're doing what they need to do, when they're doing just enough to win, getting back to Josh Allen's identity, which is whatever it takes. The offense is pretty good. Stephon Gilmore is right there. He's the best cornerback in the league, which hurts our feelings because he was a Buffalo Bill and didn't really like it here. And the reality is, is we didn't really like him. But Trey White is right on his heels. I could give you statistics. I could give you previews. I could give you thoughts. I could give you opinions. But I don't think any of those stats matter. 
this is that game for us, that team for us every single year where all that stuff pretty much goes out the window. This game is going to come down to Josh Allen. Whether or not Bill Belichick can confuse him, can get him to make mistakes like he did in the last game, and whether or not this defense and our offense can find itself situationally just like last Sunday where this game is not too big for them. This stage, national national stage, special Saturday edition of football, 4.30, only game on in the nation against the team of the last two decades, the team that has owned you, the team that has beaten you seven ways to Sunday for 20 years, the team that has won, what is what was the number, 16 or 18 of the last AFC East championships. This game comes down to Sean McDermott and him putting that team in a position where the stage this weekend, tomorrow, is not too big for this football team. I don't have a prediction for you. I think it's going to be a defensive slugfest just like the Steelers game. I think we're going to see Tom Brady chucking the ball into the dirt a lot. We've seen that a lot already this year. It may come down to a defensive touchdown on either side of the football. What have we seen in the past? Every time a defensive touchdown has been needed or made, it was always the Patriots who made it against us at the worst possible time. I believe our football team is better than that Patriots team. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I believe, I know, I feel, I know from what I've watched that this football, this Buffalo Bills version right now is better than that Patriots team. But the history doesn't matter. What's happened this year doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's about the stage. It's about the stage. Is this stage too big for this Buffalo Bills team? It's going to be fun to watch, folks. It's going to be exciting. I hope that you are excited and geared up and ramped up. Now is the time. Now is the time, ladies and gentlemen. This is the game. This is the weekend when the Buffalo Bills need to impose their will and who they are, their identity, not only on the New England Patriots, but also on the NFL and this country at large. This is the coming out party for the Buffalo Bills. This is the day where the Bills punch the bully in the mouth and not only connect with that blow, but knock him out once and for all. This is the game. This is the game. Buckle up. Buckle up, Bills Mafia. Fasten your chin straps. Get ready. This is the game. Go Bills. Go Bills. 